it is a tradition that on the appearance day of the spiritual master we call it vyas puja day why vyas puja because the spiritual master is representative of ved vyas the original spiritual master who has given us all the vedas who is but incarnation of krishna the literary incarnation so krishna sometimes descends personally sometimes he invests his energy into some personalities so there are various avatars of krishna not that there are 10 avatars dash avatar as we call it those prayers are glorifying ten specific incarnations so you will find details in bhagavatam chaitanya charitamrita and some other books prabhupad mentions there are purusha avatars the three vishnus they are called purusha avatars mahavishnu shirodakshaya vishnu garbodakshaya vishnu then there are leela avatars there are yuga avatars there are manvantara avatars there are shaktyavesha avatars so various kinds of incarnations are there there are unlimited incarnations of god but all these descriptions are given in the vedas shastras so ved vyas is one such literary incarnation krishna's literary potency was invested in a living entity and maharshi ved vyas <clears throat> all his representatives who repeat his knowledge as it is with perfect realization they are to be worshipped and accepted as spiritual master so their appearance day is also called vyas puja day because they are representative of ved vyas and the place where they sit and they give lecture that is called vyasasan that place is meant for vyasadev and his representatives so on vyas puja day we are supposed to glorify the spiritual master we are supposed to glorify always spiritual master we do every morning that is why so spiritual life <clears throat> means everything depends upon this is a big secret which people miss they do not know so as far as material education is concerned it depends upon two things our ability our intelligence our skills to have it and how much eager or willing we are to learn that subject so if we have the skills intelligence and we are willing also to learn that then we'll be able to accomplish it but spiritual education uh qualification skill nothing matters in spiritual life entire advancement depends upon the spiritual master that is why it is told in the upanishads yasya deve para bhaktir yatha deve tatha gurau so some people who do not read the scriptures nicely they tell gyana is one process karma is one process and raj yoga hatha yoga ashtanga is one process but scriptures were mentioning no if you read carefully this is the version of scripture yasya deve para bhaktir yatha deve tatha gurau a person who is bhakti bhakti is required and bhakti for whom yasya deve para bhaktir spontaneous transcendental conviction he has got in the supreme lord that is called para bhakti bhakti which is done out of spontaneous love with complete conviction and yatha deve tatha gurau a person who has equal implicit faith and has such transcendental loving devotional service for spiritual master also para bhaktir yatha deve as it is there in the god tatha gurau similarly should be there in the guru spiritual master also so just like a person is very conscious of god he offers respect to god tries to uh engage in his service glorify him sing and dance in front of him similarly in equal proportion should be done for spiritual master also tatha gurau 
तस्व कथिते ही अर्था प्रकाशंते महात्मना ही कैन अंडरस्टैंड द कॉन्फिडेंशियल परपोर्ट्स ऑफ द वेदास अदरवाइज टू अंडरस्टैंड वेदास इट इज नॉट पॉसिबल so this is very very important entire spiritual life depends upon the relationship with the spiritual master <clears throat> so that is why a person is supposed to always glorify the spiritual master so prabhupad uh, on this specific day although every day we are supposed to do on this specific day all the disciples they glorify the spiritual master spiritual master trains them in the art of glorifying god and his servants so prabhupad wrote this very nice prayers which bhaktisdan maharaj his spiritual master liked a lot so he wrote in personal calamity thou has moved so there is a calamity which has happened of late and that is a calamity of impersonalism impersonalism means there are two philosophies two kinds of philosophers have been existing for a long time although not from the beginning of creation this other impersonal philosophy has developed of late but then for a long time these two theories are competing theories thus arjuna also seeks clarification from krishna in bhagavad gita whether impersonalism is okay this advaitvad what we call is okay or uh, the path of devotion understanding i am different from god that is okay which path is more perfect god is formless or god has got form so these two kind of transcendentalists have always been existing since time for a very long time but as i told not from the beginning in the beginning there is always this philosophy of uh achintya beda bed which lord chaitanya mahaprabhu has taught us so prabhupad glorified bhakti sdan maharaj in this way personal calamity thou has moved so as soon as a person is taught that god is impersonal he does not have a form and there is no life this life is all in all here you can enjoy here you can watch here you can talk here you can see all the sensual activities are done and after that all the senses would stop and you have to go and merge in some energy so that is a great discouragement in spiritual life so those people who are thoroughly frustrated they may take to such path that anyway you know just like people when they are thoroughly frustrated they want to commit suicide although normal people would never think of suicide which is very common norm in the society today because now frustration is so much so leaving one's life is a very horrible thought people are very fearful of doing it but then when the life becomes so frustrating person thinks death is better so similarly first of all a person tries to follow the path of sense enjoyment childish way less intelligent people so they think uh, let me see let me taste let me do this thing material enjoyment and obviously pleasure is not there so when the pleasure is not there then they think oh let us shun all the material enjoyment that will give me peace but both these categories they are not seeking absolute truth what is truth of life and who is god they are not at all interested in god they are interested in their personal enjoyment selfish they are very selfish by heart so this selfish desire less intelligent uh, the least intelligent people they think in sense enjoyment and they work very hard to get sense objects people who are little more intelligent but still they are called less intelligent 
they think oh not in the sense objects but renouncing giving up sense objects stopping all the activities of the senses will give me happiness this is second category and this second category of people uh they want they do not want to take rebirth so they want to kind of commit suicide but they understand that if i die now then they understand there is law of karma i'll become ghost life would be very very horrible i have to take another birth there are laws of karma here and those laws of karma so although they are not able to understand creator but they understand these laws are there which are uh, forcing living entity to take birth again so these laws will keep forcing me so i have to come out of the clutches of these laws by stopping all the material activities so for them uh, understanding that there is spiritual life it is very very horrible to think a person can live in spiritual form god has got a form and we will be engaged in service of god loving service that is very horrible because they have got very bad experience of love just like when people have bad experience of love for some time they don't want to marry i don't want to marry i want to live alone but how long shall they live alone again either there is illicit relationship or they marry again because it is not the nature of living entity to remain alone but for some time a living entity can think if he is frustrated i will not marry this marriage is horrible and they stay alone but then ultimately they also fall for it because the living entity wants enjoyment <clears throat> so just like a sick man is there it is very beautiful example is given in vedas a sick man if you tell him that you please become fit and then we will feed you very nicely once you are fed you know feeding feeding is very horrible because when he is sick then eating is horrible activity all food is bitter and the person pukes uh, by putting one morsel in the mouth so he thinks so i should not take anything at all it is very eating is very bad activity but no for a sick man it is bad activity but in a healthy state eating is very very enjoyable similarly here the love relationships whatever activities that we do these are all very frustrating in the ultimate end there is perpetual dissatisfaction in such activities and the complexity always keeps on increasing stress anxiety always keeps on piling up so those people who think that no uh, relationship means bad and person means bad form is bad uh, so i want to merge into uh, the absolute truth there is no form of god because they don't want to accept there is form of god because if they accept god has got a form we have got a form then it is horrible oh my god it means always i have to be there in relationships and do all these kinds of activities these activities are horrible they understand just like activities in this material world we discuss in jigyasa art of happiness how these activities are actually horrible every activity in material world is horrible so those people who are out of some addiction they would realize oh how horrible my life was when i was addicted many celebrities and all somehow they are able to come out they recollect oh it was so horrible i was addicted to uh, movies i was watching movies spoiling my entire day i was addicted to drinking i was addicted to drugs i was addicted to smoking how bad had become my i was addicted to prostitution how my life was so bad and messed up so when they come out of it they realize oh it was so horrible that time so any kind of activity in this material world is but horrible because it is simply addiction any kind of material activity and addictions entangle a person they catch a person force him to do the same activity but uh, these activities are very very frustrating 
so that is why such a person does not want to believe that god has got a form and i have got a form the soul has got a form and always because he has got very bad experience of activities on this material platform so that is why such people they tell no truth means formless ultimately formless takes a form and he comes in the form of rama krishna and various other incarnations <clears throat> but in the ultimate issue god is formless so all these forms that we see <clears throat> these forms are illusory they tell just like in dream we see many many forms but all those people do not exist and the water the tree the sky the automobiles roads houses which you are seeing in the dream they are but illusory as soon as you wake up that house that tiger that forest everything will vanish so these are all simply made of mental energy similarly this philosophy says that now also you are dreaming and whatever you see around us so this philosophy tells that you are not existing in the world but the world is existing in your mind so entire thing which you see around you this is all illusion you are seeing cities countries planet this is all illusion personality this is only illusion so you have to wake up that is called self realization and when you wake up then you will not find any varieties around you you will find only energy only consciousness you will realize i exist that's it nothing exists so there is only one energy we are also that energy just like uh, uh, there is a pot ghatakash potakash philosophy is there so there is akash within the pot there is akash outside the pot so there is this pot only which is uh, the cause of which is a differentiating factor between the sky inside and outside ultimately sky is one as soon as you break the pot the sky merges into each other in a similar fashion there is only one consciousness one soul present everywhere in illusion i am thinking that my soul is different that soul is different this is different so this impersonal philosophy says that all of you are only one soul and all of you are god one soul that soul is god and that soul is formless so because of great fear of life of activities because they have got very bad experience of life and activities in this material world they don't want to accept that on liberated platform there is life again so such people tell as you would have heard in various places the form has come out of formless so there is this energy that energy descends incarnates in the form of various gods which we call by different names so we have to go and merge in energy merge in that god merge in that energy this is the philosophy however we will see here very very clearly so anybody who reads bhagavad gita there won't remain any confusion for that person so we saw in the previous class lord krishna mentions prapadyante anya devata those people who surrender to other devatas other demigods they are less intelligent people and then here krishna describes there is another category of less intelligent people who they are अव्यक्तम व्यक्तिमापन्यम मन्यते माम बुद्धयः परम भावम जानन्तो मम व्ययम अनुत्तमम सो हियर इट इज मेंशनड अव्यक्तम व्यक्तिम आपन्नम अनइंटेलिजेंट मेन हु नो मी नॉट थिंक दैट आई हैव अज्यूम्ड दिस फॉर्म एंड पर्सनालिटी ड्यू टू देयर स्मॉल नॉलेज दे डू नॉट नो माय हायर नेचर व्हिच इज चेंजलेस एंड सुप्रीम avyaktam vyaktim apannam avyakta means unmanifest that energy you cannot see vyaktim apannam 
दे थिंक आई अज्यूम दिस फॉर्म एंड पर्सनैलिटी सो हु इज दैट पर्सन अबुद्धया मीन्स इंटेलिजेंट अबुद्धया मीन्स फूलिश लेस इंटेलिजेंट सो कृष्णा इज टेलिंग दोज पीपल हु टेल अव्यक्तम व्यक्तिमापन्नम फॉर्मलेस हैज टेकन द फॉर्म मन्यते माम दे थिंक दिस अबाउट मी इन मेनी पीपल टेल एक्चुअली कृष्णा अल्टीमेटली दैट एनर्जी इज कमिंग इन द फॉर्म ऑफ कृष्णा सो कृष्णा इज टेलिंग दीज पीपल आर अबुद्धया लेस इंटेलिजेंट so how clearly it is mentioned so you go to various other such people impersonalists they will tell that god is only an energy now you have to attach yourself to god so meditating upon an energy developing attachment for energy is very difficult that is why you can imagine various forms you can imagine surya durga ganesha shiva or krishna vishnu these all various forms you can imagine whichever form you like you want to worship that supreme energy as mother then you worship durga you want to worship supreme energy in different form you worship shiva or vishnu surya like that so these are all imaginary forms and once you are liberated then you can forget these forms then you can forget your guru also so such is their philosophy you have to become detached from everybody all these forms also but in the beginning it is good because uh, attachment to formless it is difficult to practice so attach yourself to these imaginary forms and then you forget so all these forms are also imaginary just like imagined forms in the dream ultimately there is one that supreme energy only which is spread everywhere so that avyaktam unmanifest energy vyaktim it takes the form of a person who thinks like that abuddhaya who think like that mam about me that this krishna is unmanifest he has come in the form of a personality less intelligent people speak like that why they speak like that because param bhavam ajananto bhav means nature so bhav means one's own nature to param bhavam param means transcendental nature higher nature param bhavam ajananto they do not know my higher nature so all the living entities they have certain nature their bodies they are controlled by material laws and uh, they take birth they grow they dwindle vanish but krishna's nature is not like that mama vyayam anuttamam our bodies vyaya means it is perishable and krishna's bodies avyaya avyaya means which cannot perish which is eternal anuttamam which is the finest so somebody may ask oh, how krishna's body is non perishable krishna left his body here somebody kill krishna and uh, uh, there was the hunter who shot an arrow and thus krishna left his body we all know that no so that is why we have to understand activities of krishna through the scriptures so in order to bewilder the people who do not want to believe in god so krishna does such activities so these are very beautifully mentioned in the bhagavatam so krishna has created so many bodies all of our bodies are created by krishna only indirectly through brahma krishna does not do these petty things so brahma has created all our body and uh so when uh, supreme lord is so powerful he is providing for all these machines why he cannot leave behind another machine to uh, help those people let those people enjoy who want to enjoy in faithlessness so to help them enjoy in faithlessness who do not want to believe in god krishna behaves uh, as if he is also an ordinary man and he is dying but we have to understand from the words of krishna himself does krishna accept a material body here krishna is telling no they do not know param bhavam ajananto and previously we have seen krishna is telling 
प्रकृतिम स्वाम अधिष्ठाय संभवामी आत्ममाया प्रकृतिम स्वाम अधिष्ठाय आई कम इन माई ओन एनर्जी माई प्रकृति आत्ममाया माई बॉडी इज नॉट कंट्रोल बाई एक्सटर्नल एनर्जी आई कम इन माई इंटरनल एनर्जी सो हियर कृष्ण स्टिलिंग ममा व्ययम अव्यय माई बॉडी इज नॉन पेरिशेबल so foolish people think that krishna also dies krishna is also under control of laws and laws of nature when that supreme truth has to come then he also comes in clutches of laws of nature see lord ramchandra is crying for his wife and all these things are happening lord ramchandra is also angry upon the ocean so anger and lamentation these are all signs of if anybody is crying how god can cry everything is in control of god but they do not understand the param bhavam ajananto thus higher nature of krishna's activity krishna also becomes angry krishna also cries krishna also feels separation but all these activities are of higher nature not of lower nature higher nature means spiritual platform on spiritual platform anger on spiritual platform lamentation sorrow these things they give you unlimited pleasure so some people who do not understand the supreme nature of krishna so just like two people they stop attending the classes so one person has stopped attending classes because he has failed in the school they have rejected him from the school another person has stopped attending the classes because he has got promoted he passed all the examinations nicely so both people stop attending but their natures are different in a similar fashion although apparently at external level god is also crying but his crying is very different from our crying that crying is ecstasy and that is ultimate aim of spiritual life so just if, if anybody tells this philosophy and especially if they are follower of the vedas then very clearly you can tell them please read this shloka avyaktam vyaktim apannam manyate mam abuddhayah param bhavam jananto mama vyayam anuttamam so very clearly krishna has mentioned and uh, previously also lord krishna we saw he is mentioning bhumi rapo nalo vayu khammano buddhire vacha that these are my external energies earth air water fire sky and next shloka krishna mentions apareyam itastvanyam prakritim vidhime param there is another energy which is superior to dead matter and what is that jeev bhuta mahabaho yayedam dharyate jagat there is different energy of mine prakritim me param that is my energy that is jeev bhuta that is jeeva living entity so here krishna is telling living entity is my energy krishna is not telling uh, living entity is me only krishna is telling prakritim vidhi me param that is my energy but param higher energy superior energy and the name is jiva living entity mama evansho jeev loke jeev bhuta sanatanah the living entities are always my ansha mama ev anshah krishna is not telling living entity is me myself so that's very clearly thoroughly throughout the bhagavad gita krishna has mentioned but as i told unless we take shelter of proper spiritual master a person will miss uh, this fine understanding of the vedas because somehow he does not want to accept he is so much horrified by this uh, forms and the activities on them because any activity it simply increases your material desires and then with increased material desire you have to get more sense objects for that you have to work even harder and then when you satisfy desire further increases then you work further harder in this way life becomes very very horrible so it does not want to believe there is activity even after death even after liberation no on liberated platform there should be no activity no form no interactions no sense objects so thus 
his fear of material world is so great material activities frustration of material world is so huge that he does not want to accept this philosophy then lord krishna mentions naham prakasha sarvasya yoga maya samavrtaha mudhoyam nabhijanati loko mamajamavyayam so why they are not able to understand so these people are called impersonalists they are also sadhus they do lot of austerity tapasya but why krishna is not manifest krishna mentions here naham prakasha sarvasya i am never manifest to the foolish and unintelligent for them i am covered by my eternal creative potency yog maya and so the deluded world knows me not who am unborn and infallible so if we are not able to understand god not able to understand and see the form of god we should not be very surprised because krishna mentions here people do not know me i am not manifest to everybody naham prakasha sarvasya everybody will not be able to understand god so prabhupad very nicely mentions in the purport so somebody can argue but how when krishna is present here everybody on the planet can see him so the understanding is no not everybody on the planet was able to see krishna very less people they were able to understand that krishna is supreme personality of godhead even when he was present the pandavas were knowing bhishma was knowing vidur was knowing very handful of people were knowing that krishna is god now more people know that krishna is god so thus the supreme nature of krishna is not manifest so they will take krishna as an ordinary person a powerful prince a powerful personality so god in his original form spiritual form and spiritual understanding that understanding that form is not revealed to everybody that form is covered by illusory energy of krishna mudohyam those who are mudas foolish they don't understand who is a muda so we discussed before the jigyasa session muda means four kind of people don't surrender to krishna namam duskritno muda prapadyante naradhamah so muda means foolish person foolish means so foolish person is compared to an as as works very hard for a morsel of grass but he does not understand grass is growing on this side of the road and the other side of the road also on which i carry this tons of clothes on my back i can simply go there and eat the grass why i have to do all this hard work so something which is available without hard work a person who does lot of hard work to attain that that is called foolishness so those people who work very hard to enjoy the result of the activity they are called mudhas so krishna is not manifest to such fruity workers and again krishna is telling very clearly please read the uh, read the last line so foolish people mudoyam na abhijanati did not understand me ajam avyayam again krishna is mentioning avyayam avyayam i am non perishable i am deathless i am deathless inexhaustible still if somebody is telling that krishna is an ordinary person then what can be done so krishna is declaring here avyayam avyayam non perishable so if krishna left his body somebody kill krishna that was simply a drama krishna is telling here declaring openly and ajam now uh, but krishna has taken birth although he became eternal he became god so that is also an intelligence if people tell that yes krishna took birth and he became powerful yogi he practiced yoga self meditation and then he became eternal i will also become like that so here krishna is telling ajam ajam means unborn so this philosophy is also not right that you have taken birth and you become eternal krishna is unborn ajam and krishna is avyayam inexhaustible so there is no birth and no death of krishna so his birth is also a drama his death is also a drama both are dramas
in this world. So that is why we call that appearance and disappearance of Krishna. Krishna is present everywhere. Krishna is present in our hearts. If somebody is sincere, he'll manifest from anywhere. So we go to Vrindavan. In Vrindavan, there is Radha Raman Temple. Those who have not gone, please come with us or please join. Um, we are doing trip uh, during Holy Festival. So there you visit Radha Raman Temple. So Radha Raman Temple, there is one of the most beautiful, very small deity of Krishna. That is called Radha Raman Ji. So that small deity was manifest to Gopal Bhatt Goswami. He was worshipping Shalagram Shilas. Shalagram Shilas are stones found in Gandaki River. And those stones are also Krishna's incarnation. There is no need for Pran Patishta. Simply you can take it out from that river and worship. So Shalagram Shila was uh, worshipped by Sanatan, by uh, Gopal Bhatt Goswami. And he was lamenting that all the other Goswamis, they are worshipping deities and they are able to dress the deity. They are able to feed the deities honor, uh, offer bhoga to the deities, engage in their seva. But I am not able to do seva, not able to offer dresses and other things. I cannot do so many other things which have, uh, other Goswamis are doing. So this thing is source of great activity on liberated platform. Although on material platform, we may feel little botheration. Oh, who will go and sit in front of God and do? No, just like a person is more than willing to spend time with his object of love. So these things are very, very enjoyable. So when Gopal Bhatt Goswami was lamenting like that, uh, and that was the appearance day of Lord Narsimh Dev. So he was meditating and uh, singing how Lord Narsimh Dev, he manifested out of pillar for Prahlad Maharaj. And if uh, Krishna can also manifest, I can just worship his beautiful form and do this wonderful uh, seva for him. And in this way, he came in ecstasy and uh, he fainted. And uh, then when he woke up, he saw one Shaligram Shila is missing. He was worshipping around 11 or 12 Shaligram Shilas like that. So one Shaligram Shila was missing. And then he saw one very beautiful small deity of Krishna standing there. And then he saw the back of the deity. Then it was the half Shaligram which was missing. Half portion was there at the back. And then deity had manifested out of Shaligram. It did not happen long, very long ago, just four, 500 years ago in Vrindavan. So like this, Krishna is there everywhere. He can manifest immediately. Dhru Maharaj was worshipping and immediately Krishna came out in front of him. So Krishna appears and Krishna disappears. So that is why it is very important to read Bhagavad Gita. People tell, simply observe Krishna's activities and you, you will get bewildered if you observe activities of Krishna. What to speak of Krishna, even activities of Krishna's devotees also should not be just observed without Shastras. Vaishnavera, Kriya Mudra, Vigyehana Bujaya Vedas are telling. Even Vaishnavera, uh, small living entity who is a Vaishnava, pure devotee of Krishna, Kriya Mudra, their gestures, their activities, Vigyehana Bujaya, nobody can understand. So when activities of Vaishnavas are difficult to understand, once Prabhupada was laughing. So disciples asked Prabhupada, why you are laughing? So Prabhupada told, you can never know why I'm laughing. Why I'm laughing. So activities of pure devotees are on inconceivable platform, spiritual platform. Just like a child cannot understand what a scientist is doing. If he imitates, it will be only disastrous. In a similar fashion, activities of Vaishnavas cannot be understood. So if a person is telling simply by seeing activities of God, you can understand, then that is ignorance, not as per the Shastras. So here Krishna is telling, don't see my activities. Loko maam ajam avyayam. I am unborn. I did not practice yoga to become God or become powerful. I am ajam. I am unborn. 
and I'm avyayam. I'm inexhaustible. But such understanding is not revealed to mood or to foolish, less intelligent people. So such people may be very exalted in worldly uh, understanding, but Krishna is telling here they are mudha, and Krishna tells they are abuddhaya. They are less intelligent who are telling God is impersonal, God is formless. So this is very beautiful chapter. Krishna is revealing knowledge about himself. What is God? Vedaham samatitani vartmanani charjuna. Bhavishyani chabhutani mamtu vedana kashchana. Vedaham samatitani. So Krishna is telling, O Arjuna, as the supreme personality of Godhead, I know everything that has happened in the past. Atitani. Atit means past. Vartmanani means present and Bhavishyani means future. All that has, that has happened in the past, all that is happening in the present and all things that are yet to come. I know everything. I also know all living entities. Bhutani means living entities. Mamtu Vedana Kashchana, but me, no one knows. Because God is infinite, we are infinitesimal. Infinitesimal cannot understand the infinite. So Krishna is telling, nobody knows me. Mamtu Vedana Kashchana. But I know all the living entities, Samatitani, Vartmanani, Bhavishyani, Bhutani, past, present, future, and all the living entities I am completely conscious of. But me, no one knows. So it is impossible to understand Krishna. But yes, to that extent to which Krishna has revealed himself in the Bhagavad Gita, in the Vedas, to that extent we should try to understand so that we can become fixed up in devotional service. However, perfectly, it is not in our capacity to understand Krishna. So here Krishna is uh, very, very clearly mentioning uh, another symptom of his transcendental nature. So if Krishna is accepted to have a mortal body, then any person with a material body, he is unaware of the past, he is unaware of the future. But Krishna is knowing past, present and future. That means he has got a different body, spiritual body. Nobody in material body can tell past or future. But Krishna tells, I know that very, very clearly. And thus he demonstrated also in uh, everywhere and how he was always helping the Pandavas. Anything is happening. So Karna is going to go. His body is going to get solidified. So Krishna knows future what is going to happen. So immediately went and he met Karna and uh, <clears throat> he told, uh, where are you going in this naked condition? No, no, my mother has called me. I'm going to see her. Told you are such a grown up man. Aren't you ashamed? In such a manner, you go in front of your mother, at least wear a langot. And then when Gandhari opened her eyes, then she told that she lamented, why you have, why did you not come completely naked? As I told you, you told no, Krishna told actually. Then she smiled. She understood that nobody can surpass Krishna's desire. Similarly, uh, so Krishna was able to tell what is going to happen in future. Immediately went to the spot. And there was another instance where uh, uh, Duryodhani challenged Bhishma that you are not fighting carefully and uh, you are lenient. So Bhishma is Kshatriya. He told, okay, tomorrow I'll make these five arrows. So all the Pandavas will be killed. Unless, of course, Krishna breaks his challenge. Krishna is God. If he decides, who can stop? But if Krishna decides to fight, unless Krishna decides to fight, nobody can save the Pandavas. So he prepared five special arrows to kill the five Pandavas. Nobody can stop these arrows. So Duryodhana was a little uh, apprehensive. He 
thought these uh, uh, arrows may be taken away or he may give them up or something can happen. So he told, please give these arrows in my custody. I'll give it to you tomorrow. Again, Krishna understood that what has happened. So immediately he told, look, this thing has happened. You please go and uh, you do this. And then Krishna told, Krishna knows past also. Uh, so Krishna told uh, Arjuna, Arjuna, you know that Duryodhana promised you once, you remember? So uh, he told you, you whatever you want, you ask me. So he has that uh, boon ready to give to you. So you go then and ask these five arrows in boon from Duryodhana. And when Jarasan Bhishma was fighting with Jarasan, so nobody was knowing the secret, but Krishna was knowing the secret that how Jarasandha is combination of two bodies and this is the only way to kill Jarasandha. And when Draupadi was in danger, he knows present also. We are not aware of complete present. Maybe around us, in our surroundings, we can understand what is going on. But Krishna is completely aware of whatever is happening in the present anywhere. Thus, when Draupadi was in danger and she was attempted to uh, get disrobed in the assembly, immediately Krishna came for help, supplied unlimited sari to Draupadi. And when... Uh, Durvasamuni came uh, and uh, he came with 60,000 disciples and they wanted food and Draupadi had eaten that time. They, it was not possible to produce more food. Again, Krishna came for help. So Krishna is completely conscious of the present. Krishna is conscious of past. Krishna is conscious of the future also. When Krishna was hit by arrow, then Krishna was aware of the past. He told, no, don't worry. You are Vali and uh, you received the boon from me in previous life. And your dissatisfaction that I killed you by cheating. So I granted this boon. Okay, you kill me next life. So thus Krishna has clearly explained this. So no ordinary person. So if Krishna has a material body, uh, that energy is there. It has accepted a material body. Then material body means forgetfulness. Nobody can tell like that. So this again proves this shloka that Krishna has got a spiritual body. So why, what is the reason for all these complexities, all this confusion? So Krishna mentions here, this is very, very important. Please read and apply very carefully. So what is causing the illusion, moha, bewilderment of all the living entities that they are not able to understand God? Why only few living entities are able to understand God? What is the source of all this illusion? So this is the source Lord Krishna is mentioning. Ichha Dvesha Samuthena. O scion of Bharat, Arjun, O conqueror of the foe, all living entities are born into delusion, overcome by the dualities of desire and hate. So this desire and hate, Srila Prabhupada very nicely mentions in the small purport, the real constitutional position of the living entity is that of subordination to the Supreme Lord who is pure knowledge. When one is deluded into separation from this pure knowledge, he becomes controlled by illusory energy and cannot understand the Supreme Personality of Godhead. The illusory energy is manifested in the duality of desire and hate. Due to desire and hate, the ignorant person wants to become one with the Supreme Lord and envies Krishna as the Supreme Personality of Godhead. So this is original desire and hate. So the living entity desires to become one with God. He wants to become God. And he does not want to serve God. He envies Krishna. Why Krishna is supreme personality. So he hates Krishna. So this is the original cause of all illusion. So Krishna is so kind because 
there is no change in the spiritual world spiritual world means permanent world there is permanent relationship god is god and we are all part and parcel of god engage in his loving service father is father son is always son normally son would like to serve the father in some circumstances son becomes envious of father as we discussed and throws father out of the house so sometimes living entities like us who are in material world they become envious of god so they don't want to accept god they want to become god become one with god so this is the desire of becoming one with god and uh, they hate god this is called ichcha and dvesha desire and hate so krishna being very merciful he wants to bring a living entity out of this heart burning situation of desire and hate thus he creates an illusion okay uh, you are god he creates a material world it sends the living entity you become brahma over there you become god there there is no supreme person over you so such illusion to make the living entity very happy is done by the god so he is so kind he always wants to see us happy in all situation you don't you your heart will burn seeing that somebody else is supreme god okay no problem i'll create a different world for you and there you will not understand who is supreme lord you will think you only are supreme lord so pure devotees who are not so deluded or contaminated by desire and hate can understand that lord shri krishna appears by his internal potencies but those who are deluded by duality and nescience think that the supreme personality of god is created by material energies this is their misfortune such deluded persons symptomatically dwell in dualities of honor and dishonor misery and happiness woman and man good and bad pleasure and pain etc thinking this is my wife this is my house i am the master of this house i am the husband of this wife these are the dualities of delusion those who are so deluded by dualities are completely foolish and therefore cannot understand the supreme personality of godhead so anybody who is deluded by dualities he dishonor and honor a person desires honor he hates dishonor a person desires happiness he hates misery so desire and hate as long as these dualities will exist a person will not be able to understand god so that is why it is a version of all the philosophies such higher highest truth may not be revealed but this truth is revealed to everybody please practice to remain equipoised honor and dishonor do not hate dishonor do not like honor do not hate material happiness uh, do not hate material misery do not desire material happiness man women don't do this dis- differentiation this discrimination so man women these are all bodies spirit soul is neither man nor woman good and bad so something is good something is bad pleasure and pain so a person should rise above these dualities he should practice not to desire good things in life not to hate bad things in life not to desire pleasure not to avoid pain but simply try to remain focused in the service of god and try to remain undisturbed by these dualities the more he practices not being disturbed the less the dualities will affect him and one fine day he will not at all be situated on the platform of duality then pleasure pain man woman this thing that thing misery happiness honor dishonor it is all the same for that man but as long as a person is in duality he think this is my wife this is house i am the master of this house i am husband i am father mother sister daughter so these are all dualities this is my sister this is not my sister these people are my friends my relatives these people are not my relatives these are all dualities so as long as a, this this is my wealth that is not my wealth 
yes prabhu tomorrow onwards i will think everything is my wealth i will enjoy neighbor's wealth also <laughs> no so the perfect understanding is everything belongs to krishna all well belongs to krishna i also belongs to i also belong to krishna so let me use everything in the service of krishna so a person should understand completely these are all illusions that these people belong to me these people do not belong to me these are men these are animal this is man this is woman this is my house that is not my house no everything belongs to krishna my body mind intelligence and myself also understanding this fact and engaging in the service of krishna brings us to the stage of highest pleasure so thus it is very very clear from the shlokas of bhagavad gita however there are some shlokas which are confusing that can happen so we should not get confused by that and uh, as we have discussed in the previous sessions somewhere you'll find the shlokas which mention that god has got no roopa no form just like it is mentioned apani padam pani means hands padam is feet uh, that god has not got no hands and no feet apani padam but then immediately it is mentioned after that javano grahita but even though he has no hands but he accepts whatever you offer and he can run the fastest so if he has got no legs uh, no legs how he can run the fastest if he has got no hands how he can accept pashyati achakshushaha shrunoti akarnaha he can hear without the ears he can see without the eyes so it means he does not have these material eyes he doesn't have body he doesn't have veins what is the need of mentioning he does not have veins when you have mentioned he doesn't have a body it means he does not have a material body so veins arteries are present in our material body which are imitation just like in a robot there would be titanium chips and all those things which are not present in human beings externally appearing a robot's body and our body may look the same but internally there is lot of difference in a similar fashion externally krishna's body and our body appears the same but internally there is not of difference krishna's body same inside outside na ishvare vidyate kwachit dehi deha vibhedoyam there is no difference between body and soul of krishna so for us body means these organs this machine which imitates spiritual body so thus it is mentioned akaya he does not have a material body and he does not have veins but he does not have veins means he has a body which doesn't have veins so if somebody can see it means he has got some kind of capacity to see all the human not have these material desires what we call eyes so krishna has a body and it is told angani yasya sakalendriya vritti manti so krishna's appearance is like this he has got appearance there are two eyes eyes like structure these devices which we have but krishna's vision is not limited by those structures angani yes krishna can see from his ears krishna can see from his hairs krishna can see from his fingers so every limb of the body can perform the action of any other limb and that is true for us also the spirit soul this is the nature of spirit so thus it is very important that we understand in proper uh, parampara there are shlokas in the vedas we'll keep on discussing it further and vedas mentioned nityo nityanam chetanas chetananam ekoyo bahunam vidhati kaman nitya nityanam there is one eternal entity and there are many eternal living entities chetana chetananam there is one conscious being chetananam and there are many many other conscious beings so what is the difference between the two ekah ya bahunam vidhati kaman that absolute truth is one god is one who is vidhati kaman who is fulfilling desires of all the unlimited chetanas small conscious entities 
So very clearly, this duality is mentioned in the Vedas that I am different and living entities are different. So if you read Vedas very carefully in the Upanishads, in the Vedas, and Hiran Mayena Patrena, that your face is covered by this dazzling effulgence, Satya Dharmaya Darshanaya. So for the to fulfill the vision of your devotees, Satya Dharmaya, the devotees, please lift Hiran Mayena Patrena, lift this golden uh, effulgence. by which your face is covered apahinoti mukham your face is covered by this dazzling effulgence so please remove this curtain so like this vedas mention very very clearly this absolute truth has got a face and as we discussed direct meaning of the veda should be taken if you start taking indirect meaning then what is the use of such uh, reading the vedas because 100 people will take 100 meaning out of vedas what is the correct meaning so because vedas are evidence the direct meaning should be taken from the vedas interpretations it is foolishness so that is it is very very evident from bhagavad gita very very evident from the vedas and very very evident from common sense also if the creation has got a form then the creator should have a form because we see that this creation has got a design and very complex design so unless the creator is a conscious person and he has got a form there is concept of form how he can impart form in the creation so all these things uh, may be very difficult for a non devotee to understand so that is why by chanting hari krishna mahamantra engaging in the devotional service all these truths are gradually revealed so this is a great calamity because there is no understanding god is some form some energy then who is interested in energy but now we understand god has got a form tad dhamam paramam mama i have got a planet krishna is telling i have got dham na tad bhasyate suryo na shashanko na pavakah and that is self effulgent dham person who comes here he doesn't have to take any more births so this is a great uh, hope for spiritual life there is a place where i can live i can enjoy but there is no death there is no old age there is no disease there are people there are relationships there are unlimited enjoyment so then a person is hopeful oh life is very nice after death i it will not be over i can still see i can still walk i can talk i can taste i can enjoy without fatigue without death so thus this impersonal understanding is calamity and bhaktisdan maharaj was very much pleased when he heard these prayers by prabhupad impersonal calamity thou has moved so we have to understand god is a person and god lives in a planet and the ultimate aim of life is to transfer ourselves to that planet so more we will discuss uh, in the next class now let us follow the process by which we can understand these truths very very easily and that is chanting and hearing the hare krishna mahamantra